Guess who? And guess what? Footy Prime is launching a gin, and we're having a party to celebrate. Thursday, June 6th, join the whole FP crew for Footy Prime's one-night stand at Nickel Nine Distillery in Toronto. Come celebrate Footy Prime's one-ball gin with Nickel Nine Distillery mixologists on hand, Charmin's proper pies, meet and greet and photo ops with your favorite primers, and a live Atska's Almost Anything podcast. Footy Prime's one-night stand, June 6th at 7 p.m. till when we kick you out. Tickets at eventbrite.ca. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Gregor, Andy, Jimmy, and JC. All we know and all we talk about is booty. You're listening to This Just In on Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. Canadian flag next to Akinola, who is a Canadian striker. 40,000? 40,000. Look at that. (laughs) Can you see? That's amazing. Holy Wow. Oh, no, no, no. That's not you, though. That's that's the original. No, that's him. That's 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 my post. A screenshot, right? Yeah, yeah, that's my post. Look, forty well, thousand. thing, Jimmy. The other thing is, um, you you said did something else with VAR. What happened there? Oh yeah, and then I put my <laughs> put my mouth again with fucking VAR. <laughs> what happened? The idiot uh, word is the probably the yeah because oh, you said, called a ref an idiot. Yeah. Well, the VAR guy said he was an idiot. No. Yeah, I said, Uh-oh. you know, for I said for VAR to even draw attention to Bradley's goal is an absolute idiot. And then I put great first half at Toronto FC, and then I had a couple of people come at me a little bit, but same one. I, I think I was more I was more frustrated, and I'm not speaking, you know, as a player. I'm speaking as a fan. Yeah, right? and sometimes in games, you know, your emotion gets high. You get a little bit frustrated, like. This ref runs almost a length of the pitch to go to VAR to look at this. And he must have looked for four seconds and went, no. And then he jogs back and goes, goal. 
and that's why I said, you know, for, for VAR to even look at this, it was a waste of time for everybody. Absolute waste of time. Yeah. Right? And you can even see in the, the ref's face where he's like, come on, more or less, like, you guys, you called me over for this? So when people came at you, Jimmy, what were they coming at you about? For what? No, they weren't coming at me. It was, it was an, an official, I think, a FIFA official. Like, Chris, her name was Christina. Actually, really nice because I, I, I spoke to her after. We, you know, had private chat and it was like, hey. I said, you got to understand. I said, the motion got a little bit better of me. Maybe I said something I shouldn't have. But I said, I didn't agree with the call. And I didn't agree with what happened. And then we kind of mutually agreed. And that was it. It was over. But it was the yeah, they, they were mad because I, I, said, I said he was an idiot and so it was, it we can't was use the word idiot that. now, can we? We can't use that. No. I'm going to use that word as much as possible this week. <laughs> In solidarity with Jimmy. It's a right? fucking word. And then TSN, I posted about TSN. For the life of me, I, I don't understand how you got Akinola, who's played against the last two games with the national team or in the squad. And then a few days later, he's come and play for Toronto FC. And then they put up a picture of the whole squad, TFC starters, and they've got an American flag beside them. Now, I'm not, I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong at all for drawing attention to that, by the way. No. <laughs> no chance. This guy plays for the Canadian national team, represents this country, and he's got an American flag beside his head. Now, I, I will not to defend. I'm not out of order for that. No, 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 you're not. You, you should bring yeah. attention to it 100%, right? This is, young guy. this is a national broadcaster of TFC games, right? But having worked in, in those situations before, often the graphics people aren't necessarily soccer people. The would, graphics would, would people shouldn't know. be doing it. No, that's, not my, that's not my problem. Not only that, I, I disagree with you, Sharms. That's a producer, associate producer's job. To double to, check, yeah. To double cre- check. I, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Listen, if, if networks make mistakes, it's fine to draw attention to that mistake. You did it in a respectful way. I felt I did. Yeah. Hey, hey at TSN, how about putting a Canadian flag beside a Canadian national team striker's face? And I think it's fair to say, Jimmy and Craig, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but given the current climate, in Canadian soccer circles, as former players, players who wore that Maple Leaf with such pride, you might be a little bit sensitive to such things. I Is am. Is fair to say? And that's fine. And, and I'll be honest with you, Charms, that, that really bothered me. And it doesn't take much to bother me. <laughs> 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 and that one really bothered me where I was like... I got to say something here. Don't you mean it takes a lot to bother yeah, you? Yeah, I was going to no, say. No, I don't. I don't Everything mean it bothers takes a lot. <laughs> I, I mean, it doesn't take a lot. It doesn't take much to bother me, but sometimes, you know, well, I'll, we're shut asking up, for I'll shut up and I'll listen to it because it annoys me. But yeah, you just, just want up, your sport taken seriously, right? Yeah. If, if there was a hockey board thrown up there and it had Sidney Crosby with an American flag beside that name, there would have been thousands of people screaming at the broadcaster. 100% there would have been. And, and yes, you know, I'm comparing. You guys can I, see I can my face sometimes when, I, when, when certain things come and it annoys me. And sometimes I shut up. But that was one I was just like, no. No, nah, I can't let this one go. And had you let it go, you would have, it would have haunted you, right? You would have carried that into your sleep, a bad sleep probably. I would have woke up morning. this morning and then I would have, I would have tweeted it. Yeah. Mm. No, I, I, I think you uh, as opposed to like losing sleep over the fact that you 
hammered the VAR guy and the TSN guys. I was just waiting for you to hammer Bob Bradley. <laughs> no, I would. I, that one I wouldn't do because I've been in that position as a head coach and I know how difficult it is. And I know that behind the scenes, they're not going to work every single day and putting their feet up and fucking it off. They're working their asses off behind the scenes trying to get things done. And it's, it's such a difficult job. I know what he's going through. And it's a tough time. And yeah, you're 2-0 up. You got to see the game out. And you end up drawing and giving away valuable points. But no, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say anything there. Miserable, miserable night. I think Craig was saying brutal outside. It was so windy. Whoever had that side had the advantage, right? Well, ask Bernadeschi. He'll say, yep. 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 The old Olympico. Do you think he do you think he actually had that in mind, Craig, when, when he stuck that to the far post, or was he just trying to get it in the area and the wind carried it? Uh, I think a bit of both. He knows what the wind's gonna do to it when he whips it, you know. It's he's pretty a, cool though, the, isn't it? He did an interview after the game in English. Yeah. First time without a translator beside him. Now, he's really embracing he, it. He, he totally is embracing it. I've never seen anybody quite like it. A foreign player, you know, not, I'm not sure how much English he knew, if anything, before he got here, but to be able to sit there and have the confidence and say confidence, I think he's one of those guys that it's like, it doesn't matter if I screw up, I'm, I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to try. He uh, actually spoke at his opening but, press conference. He's, he's he gave, box a, off gave it a good guy. go as well. He really is. Yeah, he's just I being like embraced him. by the fans. I think I think he's, I think he's been refreshing. I really do. I love his energy. I love how he's embraced the city, the club. Every night he goes out there and he puts a shift in. I like him, and he's enjoying his football. That's what you need when you want DPS. You need guys like that that just mm-hmm. bring something different, a bit of energy. And I like him. I really like him. Yeah, you need to be the total package, don't you? You know, yeah. on the field and off the field, really, if you're going to get full value out of these guys. Yeah. I think well, it's he's certainly becoming the, the face of the, the team, isn't he? With Insigne's injuries and not quite the same, you know, personality, um, grasp of the language, certainly. He's becoming the face of, of that team right now. And, you know, there were, there were rumblings that last year drove Insigne mad. Apparently, we'll shake hands and made up now. No, we'll, we'll see. But right now, the, the results will come, I think, Jimmy, don't you? I mean, it's MLS. These early games don't really mean a hell of a lot. They're getting points at least. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, they're still in it, right? A couple of wins, you're back, you're back near the, the top three. Um, do I think they need a couple of little pieces to this puzzle, yeah, I do. I think they they need to get a couple couple more faces in, but overall, I think you know the the attacking side. I think are very good. I think they got to bring in a couple of pieces, maybe another central midfielder, another another defender. Um, but overall, I, I like what I see. I thought first half, I thought they were very very good. They were entertaining. I would love to know what the odds are on on corner kicks. By the way, how many did they have in the first half? Like twelve. <laughs> it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, too, when you're 2-0 up, and Charms, you're the first one to say it. What's a 2-0 scoreline? Most dangerous scoreline in sports. Told my yeah. daughter that this morning. They're up 2-0. Then 3-0, lost 5-3. Yeah. There you go. And we Very saw it firsthand last night at TFC as well. 
And they could have been up maybe three or four. You know, they had a couple of good chances when they broke forward. But, yeah, obviously they'll, they'll be disappointed that they, they didn't get three points out of that match. Sharms, I found it funny. I, I didn't know you were going to say ringette after. I, th- I just thought it was out of context. <laughs> nope. You're just sitting at the table yeah. at breakfast time. Yeah, breakfast this morning. Hey, shut up. By the way, did you know the most dangerous scoreline in sport is two nothing? You know, I, I, do you think do you think Vancouver felt the same way when they're up two 0 against Montreal, Craig, or uh, were they pretty relaxed at the time, going on to win five nil? Mm-hmm. It was a cracking game for them, obviously, but I think Payette getting injured in the early parts with five six minutes in, then they were at a man down after twenty three minutes. Um, that plays a that plays a part. They were horrible from there on in, but you have to credit Vancouver. They had a, a couple of young lads, uh, Simon Besher and uh, Ali Ahmad, that uh, made their debuts. Twenty three, twenty two, first uh, appearance for Besher and uh, for the club, couple goals and assist. Uh, know a bit about these guys because I've actually talked uh, with Nick Dasevich about it a little bit because Besher was first round draft pick and he was with Dasso in the development system, uh, which they've only brought back, I think, last year. Um, it was out for a while. So I don't think either one of these guys would have even played if they didn't have that development team. So good for them. Family came out for Ahmed to see them play in his debut and what a debut it was. But it'll be interesting to see whether these players can carry the team going forward because they look good, but there's certain question marks about Montreal and how bad they were. So you know how that goes, Jimmy, but good start for them. Really, really good start. For those young players. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I thought that was gonna be six or seven that match. Yeah, the floodgates a- jerks. Amy went quiet, up. didn't she? Amy was all over it, and then all of a sudden she just like disappeared after it was <laughs> Oh, she did a Houdini, didn't she? Yeah, the old yeah. okay. You guys have to tell me though, how miserable is that flight home from oh. Montreal after getting drubbed, drubbed, right? And a game that Maybe you thought you were going to be able to be competitive in or have a shot at. What is that plane ride like? Quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's yeah, taking yeah. an Advil, going yeah. to sleep. <laughs> I actually thought the same thing, Wonger. I thought, well, that's the situation playing in England you'd never had, although the long drives from Newcastle or Manchester or something like that are long enough, but to go to the airport and get on a five-hour flight back home. Yeah, oh, well, even longer, right? By the time, that's a seven-and-a-half-hour. Well, they're okay coming west or east. Yeah, I know, but I just mean like the whole <laughs> check-in. You have to pack your bags. You throw those on the bus, or the kit guy throws them on the bus. By the time it's all together, that's two hours. Mm-hmm. Then you have to get home. I mean, they're getting, if they took the, you know, the, the red eye from Vancouver, they're getting in at eight in the morning. After getting, you know, it's like a whole other, I don't know, journey to get over. What would you normally do, Jimmy? Would you stay over on a night game like that? Probably, eh? Yeah, normally when you went down, went to the West Coast, you you would stay, uh, stay the night and then fly out in the morning. You know, and the thing is too that the flights home, if you've got pumped, they're 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 terrible. They're quiet. I mean, you're you're thirty five thousand feet up in the air. 
you think you're closer to the big man upstairs and you look for answers and you don't get them. <laughs> so, <laughs> And Craig's, Craig's in the toilet telling you to be quiet because he's smoking up there, yeah. blowing it out. <laughs> asking, me to, asking me to watch the door. <laughs> hey, what are the, uh, the gambling rules with MLS employees? Do you know? Because uh, didn't Amy sprinkle some money on Montreal? And she's an employee of Montreal. Well, what, are you doing? what are you doing, Charms? <laughs> she got me too. <laughs> what, what, well, she owes me a dollar. She owes me a dollar. Our That's bet right. was a dollar. I gave her a chance at halftime to pay buy out it. I give her give me ninety cents. She didn't take it. <laughs> but with a hey, with a, I mean, there must be gambling ruling rules about MLS, right, Jimmy? When you were there, do you do you remember? Yeah, as a player, you can't bet on games. No, that's that's worldwide. Is that's it? worldwide. You cannot bet on games. So that's who sanctions those those rules? Is it the leagues or is it the confederations? I think it's it's I think it is FIFA. I think the governing body. Oh, is it? Because every year, um, you know, we we'd always have team meetings where an official for the referees would come in. You'd have a FIFA. Uh, Officials from the league would come in, you know, telling you about the rules and to do's and don't do's. And, um, and that was always one of them was, uh, about betting on matches. So everybody knows it's a, it's a huge no, no, huge no, no. When we were playing, the eyes were often on the program. So you get to the game and the programs would all be sitting out Mm -hmm. on everybody's individual kit and you have something to read, flip through it. And the odds are on the back of usually first goal score. And I remember the time, like, chatting to the strikers, Chris Kawamia, saying, how you feeling? You think you're going to nick one tonight, like first one? And he's like, yeah, I think I'm worth a bet. Okay. So we would send guys out to the, the gambling guys and to the actual booth and put a bet on it. Obviously not against your team, but for your players. That happened regularly. I remember Wimbledon put a bet on a fullback who had played, I don't know, like 300 games and scored no goals. And they put a little wee bet on him. And when they got a penalty, <laughs> they rolled him up to take the penalty. They won a huge bet. That one actually went to court. The gambling company didn't want to pay out. But in the end, the court says, no, you, you, you took the bet. And uh, they made him pay it out. I'm reading here in the Independent, um, FA cracking down retroactively on former players admitting to gambling during their careers. Oh, Oh, Craig. Craig, you're in trouble. You just admitted the, that you bet. Craig's the Pete Rose of Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> Kick him out of the Hall of Fame. Oh, Kick him out of the so BC. Long, <laughs> they I think it'd be really good for a podcast, Jimmy. though. Jimmy I'll can't get a job at TSN anymore. Or I'll, as bring, a you, bar I'll bring you bed sheets and pillows. I'm going to come visit you. Yeah. They can come for all I got. I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. Hey, you listen, it would be good for us. I was never a big gambler at all, but the only thing that I liked ha- I, that I really had fun in having a couple little cheeky bets on was the dogs, mm. the mm. greyhounds. I used, to, I used to love it. It was so quick. It was fun. That was that was the only thing that I really mm. would have a bet on. I, I've never been or I've never even watched Jimmy. How long is one of those races around? Oh, it's quick, Dan. That's why it's that's why for me it's good because I don't have patience. Right, I'm not that guy that can sit there for. You're not watching the, the steeplechase at the Olympics or the the, the 
walking 10,000 meters. You're, no, you're I'm gone. Speed I'm events. gone after the first four minutes. See mm-hmm. you later. You know, Where's the no. nearest dog track to us? Is there one close by? There must be. Like within the GTA. No, there isn't any. No? No, we don't have oh. it here. In Florida, it's big. I went to one in Alberta, Red Deer, a few years yeah. ago. It was great fun. Yeah. I love the dogs. Let the dog see the rabbit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like Forrest on a Saturday night out. He sees yeah. that rabbit. <laughs> I've been to some dog races where I'm sure they've drugged the dogs. The dogs come out of the fucking stall and it like it was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> or it's fat as fuck. You can't a, even get out of it. Yeah, and he was the favorite. The trap. <laughs> so dirty and fix those things. So oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, just feed the dog a, a three course meal <laughs> five what minutes about? before the race. <laughs> what about the cockfighting, Jimmy? You've been you into that? Cockfighting? No, I can't say I, no. cockfighting. No. That's not illegal or not legal anywhere no. that we know, but um, nor should it be. Cockfighting, no, dog fighting. I, I don't understand the attraction to that. It's just awful. Nah, I'm not into that. Horrible. I don't know. I'm not into that. <laughs> I, I have a problem with all that kind of stuff. If you're going to, if the, the, the dog fighting, look, I'm not a proponent of it, but you know, those, you go to the Calgary stampede and they have the chuck wagon races mm-hmm. where inevitably multiple horses die. And you're mm-hmm. like, so that's okay. No, I know. Yeah. Like, I don't get me wrong. I'm I, I in, con- in concept. It's supposed to be, it's, Oh, it's good for a run. It's competitive, all that kind of stuff. But these things inevitable that these horses die. So I don't think that's any better. One well, strapping that's up a, a bull's bollocks, so it so it bucks again. Yep. It's it's not it's not good. But no, it's all it's I, part I, of the culture. Rope, it's fine. Get that ro- get that rope nice and tight around those balls, and then off you go. Ah, oh, poor bastards. No, if if, uh, if Craig was a bull and they they tried to strap him up and get him mad, he would just have a vacant floating. If they grabbed the wrong part, it wouldn't even hurt. You'd yeah, they'd be, be like a bar soap boring... in the bathtub trying to get a hold of it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Bar soap. Yeah, but if they, if they got the good ball, you'd be Ooh. like a cat in a hot tin roof. Yep. You'd be bouncing everywhere. Oh, Jesus. That's, that's not, Jesus. I tell you what, if you were on my back, Jimmy, I'd be giving you a fucking flip off. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's something that's something we should film. Let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah it'd be hilarious. Yeah. Well, at least someone can draw a picture. Yeah. Jimmy riding Craig around a freaking rodeo. <laughs> I would be holding on for dear life. Yeah. Of course, Dubs will be listening to this and saying, well, yeah, okay, you're assholes. You also happen to all eat meat. So, you know, don't be hypocrites. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah fair enough. They're dead. <laughs> yeah. They're, <laughs> yeah, they're dead them. already. When it's we eat them. Someone's getting it. <laughs> it's too late for them. <laughs> <laughs> if we weren't supposed to eat meat, they wouldn't make them out of animals or vice versa. One of those things. Anyway, um, Lots of firings today, boys. Well, two two significant firings. Graham Rogers, Graham Rogers, Jesus again. Brendan Rogers and Graham Potter. Who's Graham mutual Rogers? consent though for Rogers? Who's and... Graham Rogers? <laughs> the mixer Don't confuse me. The it's Sunday night. He's, uh, he's a sharp mailman. 
Yeah, Graham, Graham Rogers. Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Graham Potter fired. Um, I don't know. Are, are we supposed to be surprised by this? I mean, the record was 12 wins in 31 games. They lost 11 of those. Only scored 33 goals in those 31 games. And if you saw the game against Villa in that first half in particular, so many great chances. They couldn't convert. I do feel sorry for Graham Potter. I, I really do. Um, he comes in. They, they blow up the squad. They bring all these high-priced talent in. He's supposed to make it all work straight away. Um, and, it, and it just didn't work. Yeah. I, I, you know, I put it on Todd Bowley as much as anybody. He gets rid of Tuchel. He gets rid of Tuchel. I mean, get, get this right. I mean, last summer he spent, what, 250 million pounds? In January, he forks out another, what, 323 million pounds. Paid Brayton 20, 22 million for Potter. Signs a contract in the region of 12 million pounds a year. Don't feel too sorry for Potter. <laughs> Fucking guy never has to work again. Like, but what a disaster. Like, what a disaster. Bottom you know, half of the table now. 11th. And, but I mean... Okay, let's, let's play devil's advocate here a little bit. <clears throat> in comes Graham, uh, Graham Potter, and, and he can't make this team win. He just can't, right? They're, they're bottom half, despite all that talent available to him. They've got a squad that every other team outside, probably three or four, would just crave, mm. right? And he couldn't make them better. And, and he can, you know, obviously, I get it. We can put Toboli in, in the crosshairs here. Um, but the bottom line is a lot of managers come in mid-season to a lot of clubs and do turn them around. Don't they? He he couldn't do it with Chelsea. So no. here's here's one for you. Right? Is that Arteta came in, wasn't great with Arsenal in the beginning. A few years later, look where they are right now going for a title. You've spent and invested in a manager who you believe in, who has the talent, who done incredible things at Brighton. Incredible things at Brighton, which Brighton should never have been where they were because of this man. So he clearly is a talented manager. You've got to give him time. So, okay, so now you get rid of him right now. You're not going into Champions League. You're not getting into Europe this year. Mm. Why not just keep going with him and see what, see what happens? Public pressure, Jimmy. Social media, I think it plays such a part. And he's been holding off, holding off, holding off. We thought he was going to get sacked weeks ago. Yeah. And eventually that pressure just mounts to the point where they can't take it anymore. And they make the move. Yeah, but, but and I, I get exactly what you're saying there. I mean, they're actually in the – and they're still in the Champions League, right? Quarterfinals. They're playing Real Madrid next week, right? So he's got them that far. And I mean, at this point, they're not going to qualify, like you said, for top four football. Why fire him now? Like you said, let's see what happens. It doesn't if you want to fire him in the summertime, go right ahead, right? Mm -hmm. But what do you gain from this right now? Stax, what did you say that they paid for him from Brighton? 20, 22 million pounds they paid for him. So that's an investment that you made in this manager and you're getting rid of him? 60 million pound contract with a coach for his, himself as well. Obviously, that's not going to be what he gets paid now. There'll be some compensation, but five-year contract, 60 million. And you wonder, you know, what, what went on behind the scenes? Like, did they have the conversation? Okay, what did you do at Brighton? What players do you want? Here's how you're going to play your football. Do exactly what you've done at Brighton. And if it takes time, it takes time. But you can't spend that amount of money on a manager and then just get rid of him. 
instant Ridiculous. results. Everybody wants instant gratification and getting results right away. Um, even though you're right, I think there, there's a lot of very good points you guys make about keeping managers. It's just, you just don't see it anymore. Poor old Brendan Rogers, you know, really, he was never going to quit. And I think they really probably thought in the end they would like him to walk away and maybe save themselves a little bit of money. But Lester are financially in a real big pickle too. And yeah. I think for the most part, he's he's done a pretty good job of holding that together considering this is a club that is really struggling financially. The owners really had it, got hit bad during the pandemic. They haven't been able to spend. They get rid of their players. There's always talk of their best players leaving. It was always going to be tough for Brendan Rodgers or anybody to try to save Leicester this year. Just the way it is, the situation of that club. I mean, he won the FA Cup. They got finished fifth twice under his guide there, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he did a really good job, but I suppose yeah. it does come down to Leicester has to survive this year. Yeah. They have to stay in the Premier League, right? And can he be the man? So far, mm-hmm. it would, you know, the stats would suggest no, he's not the right guy. Um, yeah. any, any he's not a magician. Before? He's not a magician and nobody is. When you're in that league and the quality that you're up against week in, week out, you need to freshen things up and they weren't able to do that. The players know where the club's going. They know the situation they're in. It's really tough. You know, hey, Jimmy, in those situations, they're all looking and they got their agents working for them. they got other things going on. Club's going downhill like a sinking ship. All these players are looking to get off on get off that sinking ship. It's it, yeah. it, can, it, it become a spiral effect, really. One one hundred percent. And look, let, let's be let's be honest. <clears throat> Leicester won the Premier League. Lightning struck that year for them. Oh, Lightning, yeah. Lightning struck. So, are they ever going to repeat that? No, they're not. Are they ever going to compete with a Newcastle, a Man U, Man City again moving forward? You need the finances. They don't have it. You know, and it was just one of those years where everything just clicked. They got the right guys in, weren't big names, and they've done ever so well. Now, I don't know what Lester's expectations are right now, but surely you've got, you got, you got a great manager, a very good manager, and you're, you're, you're getting rid of him? Like, come on. Same Anybody thing, would be happy to knee, take Brennan Rogers. Knee-jerk reaction where these guys are like, uh-oh, we're on a slippery slope. You know, everybody was under pressure. Moyes was under pressure as well against Southampton this weekend, right? I mean, whoever yeah. lost that one, I mean, they, Southampton already made their change, and the guy's done okay, really, and a little bit nervous, but you win it. West Ham go from second to bottom up to 14th, and there's still only a point <laughs> above relegation. It's crazy. Yeah, crazy. Craig, do me a favor, jump in and jump out again. I think we missed uh or at least I missed some of it. Do you know who the uh who the favorite, even money favorite is to take over at Leicester? Is this, a, is this a rhetorical or do you have the answer? I thought you might throw out a name there, but uh, I had the answer. I had the answer. Graham Potter is actually the even money favorite right now. Well, this is what I was gonna ask. <laughs> Are either Brendan Rogers or Graham Potter Potter part of the Kind of that elite um, yeah. group of they both are, yeah. They're both so they job. both are gaffers that can be. <clears throat> hey, you know what? We need someone new. Change things up. Like I the, think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, because we're that, that, just for sure. Yeah, and and I think Charms to so going going back to what you're saying there about Potter being in for the lesser job. Another club that's mid table, maybe lower Premier League, is going to be looking for the same results that he had at Brighton. Yeah, because he knows how to work with those players in that category and that and that value, right? And what I mean by that is, 
you know, you're, you're working with say, you know, 10 million, 15 million dollar or pound players compared to $150 million players. When he was at Brighton, he didn't have that big budget, but he knew how to manage those players. He knew how to get the best out of these players. And that's why Brighton was, they played beautiful football. They were fun to watch. And obviously Chelsea expected that, but now Chelsea, you're in a different category. Now you're dealing with a different animal with the types of players that you're, that you're, you're working with on the pitch week in and week out. And it's Trouble, trouble is though, and everything. The trouble is he goes to Chelsea and brings with him a lot of the staff from yeah. Brighton, right? Including recruit, recruiters, right? And now having seen what Deserby's done at Brighton in the absence of Potter, are people thinking, oh, actually, maybe it wasn't just Graham Potter. That, that did a great job here. Very good point. That team, I said that when, I mean, Brighton are still killing it, really, for the yeah. most part. They're oh, yeah. unfortunate on the weekend, only get a draw. That was disappointing for them because they're actually pushing for top four. But those players and that squad of players are continuing on playing this great bit of football. So, so players can get you moves as well. And I think it was just the difference between, I know Jimmy was talking about Arteta. Arteta never had the, you know, the, the, the spending power at Arsenal and you saw what they did. They never spent 500 million pounds on, on players. So Chelsea, you have this, well, these are this great squad. You got to see instant success. And that's kind of been Chelsea's MO really for years and years, even with the last, uh, you know, ownership group. So it's a, it's a different situation. Uh, they gave Arteta time to build that squad, young squad out, uh, completely different than Chelsea where they spent all this money and expect results right away. Arsenal were also never in 11th place in the table, even when they struggled, right? I mean, this yeah. is incredible. You think about where Chelsea is right now, 11th place with all that spending. And even before this season, right, in the summer, like you said, Craig, they spent a lot of money as well. The squad is still pretty good. Hasn't worked right. They haven't addressed the big need, which is a center forward. And that's, that's again, how Potter has been the, the, the full guy here. But they spent all this money, all these players. They got very similar players. Didn't get the guy they actually needed. And, and if you look at the opportunities and chances they've had, you know, you put four or five of those away. We're not talking about Graham Potter being fired right now. I think the yeah. biggest loser, though, this weekend is Spurs. Right? Spurs was the big fish in the Premier League to go after whatever manager they wanted this summer. And now Chelsea just jumped the queue, said, nope, we'll take the first guy available, please. So whether it's Posh or Nagelsmann or, hey, mm. Brendan Rodgers, who knows, right? Um, mm. Suddenly Spurs have got some competition because, you know, a lot of these guys want to manage in England. That's their goal because that's when the money is. Um, but now they have to, uh, you know, they've got a couple of choices, whereas it was just the one. <laughs> Chelsea are throwing 12 million pounds a year out. It's, you know, that's, that's going to get you just about anybody. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. For a coach, for a coach, we'll do Crazy. a podcast three times a week for for Chelsea if they if they want to pay us. If they want to pay us, we'll do yeah. whatever they want. Twelve no. bucks a week. <laughs> <laughs> Newcastle beat Manchester United. Very impressive performance as well. So the Mapai's jump into third place in the table, as it stands right now. Um. Just when we thought they were, you know, on the slow decline, maybe playing above themselves, uh, that they get a huge result and a bad one for, for United. There were rumors last week that in Italy about Jose Mourinho being an, the heir apparent to Eddie Howe at Newcastle because the owners wanted more of a splash, more of a name. Now, I don't, I don't see any evidence to suggest that the owners are that way inclined. 
it seems that they're pretty smart. And uh, good for Eddie Howe to get three more points today. They played well. They played well. Oh. Manchester United, I think, thinks the League Cup. Uh, they've never, they haven't won away from home. I think, and then the top nine teams, they've actually haven't played well against really away from home. So they've got a problem. But it's amazing how things can change around so quickly for a gaffer who everybody was talking so highly of just a few weeks ago. And then you go into Newcastle, who, yeah, they got spending power like you, you never known, but they haven't spent it yet. So Eddie Howe is like, talk about ahead of schedule. He's got this team in the top four without actually even dipping really into the wallet yet. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite something. It, it really There's is. No superstars. And I mean, if they finish top four, all that money coming and they, they can then, through financial fair play, begin justifying the bid expenditures, right? Yeah. Good so point. It's going to be... Uh, without cheating. Without... Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so that was a huge win. Um, did you watch the uh, Man City-Liverpool game? Of course you did. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. City were good, admittedly, but Jurgen Klopp admitted, you know, even though there was, you know, one one potential call could have been a red card for, for City. He goes, even with 10 men, they would have been us today. He seemed pretty resigned, didn't he, Jurgen Klopp? It wasn't that usual fiery gusto. Yeah. Grealish played really well. That's a that's the best I've wow. seen him play for an awful long time. I think he plays better probably without Holland in the lineup. You know, himself. Yeah, why, why do you think that is? Freedom. Um, he's too concerned probably where Holland's making runs, um, taking up space. I, I don't know. It's it's an interesting one. I think just he just looked well. I mean, not to say Holland's not brilliant. He's not, <laughs> but, you know, and he's not the right answer. But I think for Grealish, he he had. Uh, responsibility and he really did do a great job played really well he's a fun player isn't he I love him I love him Ooh, Grealish yeah yeah he's good to watch he's fun he draws fouls hey, all the time he, he can't get the ball him off like, he's got the happiest feet ever <laughs> he does yeah. Pep played four center backs as well in, in that back four people saying oh why would he get rid of Cancelo you know you're, you're short at fullback and well he's got he's got thoughts doesn't he old Pep <laughs> there's ways around it probably not ideal but despite that four center backs they still uh, you know I mean listen Salah scored a nice goal the Reds weren't that bad in the first half but uh, yeah City are just class and, and there's going to be a big rebuild at Liverpool we've been over that a number of times don't want to just you know beat a dead horse here but uh, it's time for some changes there I think uh, Arsenal 4 a smashed Leeds Jesus yeah. Back in the starting 11, looking pretty good. Scoring from the spot. Another one. That's a Eight fun points. team. That's a it's fun, a fun team, team to watch. Yeah. I enjoy watching Arsenal. Are they going to win it? I mean, where, where, yeah. where would you say right now? I mean, it's eight points. It sounds crazy, right? But eight points. I think I forget when it was a few years ago now. City were eight points back at this point in the season. Still won. They could win out. I just And, and Arsenal have got some tough games coming up. Um, a much tougher schedule than than Man City, but they haven't got Europe to worry about. Um, is it inevitable, Jimmy? Do you think that uh, the Gunners will be lifting the crown? I think they will. I think they're going to lift it this year. I just think there's such a belief within that squad, a confidence about them um, that no other team has right now. I just I like the way that they play. Love the energy that they have. There's no passengers in that in that team. Everybody's playing a role. 
and they, they got a manager who that who they love and just um, has them so prepared before matches. It's it's ridiculous. You can just see they're just they know it's there. They know it's there. They know they don't have too much more to go. And I can't see them losing this right now. And as much as look, Man City, they're going to put pressure on them. They're probably they're going to play the mind games and try to get in their heads coming down to the come down to the wire. But I don't know. I just think uh, I think this Arsenal squad's a little bit too mentally strong right now for anybody to to disrupt them. And I think they'll be there for a while. I think you're going to see this next generation of the Premier League with City and Arsenal, yeah. probably United as well, because they're going to spend this summer really fighting out. Who knows what what Chelsea become? I mean, they have the spending power right they got a good squad but i think that's going to be the new era arsenal are back in contention for trophies every single year for a while because it's a young squad they're young that's a squad that's going to be together for probably for the next what six to ten years yeah i think so that border from odegaard to jacca and that goal i mean odegaard is such a, you know what's the word to describe him i was gonna say enigmatic but that's wrong He's quiet. He's kind of like the gray man. He's not a flash, but he does such wonderful things out there. Elegant. He's clever. Elegant. That's a good word. He's elegant. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. Need a bit of controversy. A bit boring, but uh, we'll, we'll take the elegance right now. <laughs> well, we know we didn't mention with, with uh, Rogers leaving Leicester, they lost to Crystal Palace. Roy Hodgson back at Crystal Palace. How surprised are you, Craig, that Roy Hodgson... <laughs> It's back at Crystal Palace. Yeah, you're muted right now. Where is he right now? Look at this guy. I don't think Craig can hear us right now. I don't think. I think he turned off his mic when the uh, when the ambulance went by, oh. and then he yeah, forgot I to did. put it back on. I did. I, I, I did turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> you were muted. All right, Craig, let me repeat the question. Yeah. How surprised were you that Roy Hodgson returned to Palace after that, you know, emotion and the emotional speech when he left there last year? Yeah, yeah. He said he was done. You know, this is probably his last job, uh, the last one before the last one. So he's <laughs> now on to this one. He's 74 years of age. Um, yeah, this is a short-term hire, I'd say. one way or the other right (laughs) a bridge hire he's a bridge hire eh? people forget remember he ended he ended last season at Watford remember (laughs) you don't do you you don't remember no one remembers I didn't remember until I read it that is incredible and then I had remember the uh, remember the pictures of him wearing the shades on the sidelines hey do do you think do you think if they offered him went hey Roy we got a six-year deal for you. Be like, oh, don't know about that, lads. <laughs> I don't think I'd sign that. <laughs> hey, listen, we've got an 80-year-old running the most powerful country in the world right now. So it's uh, the, the the era of the old man. Yeah. David we can only Moyes, hope. David Moyes we can only hope after, it stays this way. David Moyes, after the press con- in the press conference after the win against Southampton, massive for them, said, you know, with the, he says, we're just all managers are in a whirlpool. There's just so much at stake. Too much to lose when you get relegated that you're under incredible amounts of pressures, pressure and it's going to happen more and more. Yeah, they keep coming back for more, don't they? David Moyes keeps going back. He may, may talk about this this awful world of being a football manager, but there's always going to be gaffers out there dying for jobs, aren't there? Let's be honest. That, that, that competitive drive, eh, Jimmy? You, you stop playing and you still got to find it somehow. Yeah, no, you love it. You love the pressure. You love what's at stake. 
it's hard it's hard to it's hard to get away from it if you if you thrive off of that if you like it if you like that pressure and you like that buzz and and everybody's always chasing success aren't they but it's a roller coaster it ain't easy i'll tell you that for free it better be for free so we haven't got a bike to pay you for those answers. <laughs> That's why I didn't finish it. <laughs> Damn it. Wonga, can you free up some, some coin? Just, we, we, we've got to hear the end of that. I'll give you more Left the ellipse, right? The three Maybe. dots just trailed <laughs> off. Where do you insert the coins? Yeah. I'll send over a smash. swipe. Just swipe. <laughs> <laughs> While you're writing... Uh, on Craig's back, he'll be prone. <laughs> you swipe his ass. Just get that Brahma bull going. You won't get that through there. Now I want a rope tied around my nut. <laughs> um, Real Madrid smash via the lead 6 nothing. Carl Laren didn't get the job done. Back to reality for Kyle, huh? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the same thing. That's one of those games where I had a few strikers in my day when, on big games like that. Not that they were, didn't want to play Real Madrid because that that's a special moment, but they're they're thinking I'm going to be chasing shadows all afternoon and I'm not going to get a chance to score and that just sucks. So sniffles, hamstring, something like that happens. Let me just uh, I don't even let me just check to see. But they're still doing all right. The club's out of relegation zone at the moment. Mm. Okay, we should actually confirm here that he even played. Hang on, here we go. No, he didn't. Oh, he didn't play. <laughs> there we go. That's Look, a that, search for you. That's that's one of those two guys. If if I'm Kyle Laren and it's four or five nil, and you're on the bench, and the manager goes, "Let's go, you're going on." You're like, "Oh fuck, hey." I'm not changing this game. There's no point in putting me on right now. <laughs> I'm just quite content sitting on the bench right now. But what if, what if you do? What if you find a way when those historic moments, four goals in seven minutes and you get back in the game? Just imagine the potential. Against Real Madrid. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. Bernabeu. At the Bernabeu. Mm. Yeah, you're talking about Real Madrid here. They scored a hat-trick, Benzema, didn't he, in six and a half minutes. Yeah. Yeah. They're getting nicely warmed up for uh, for Chelsea after what's been a pretty poor domestic campaign for them. Barca running away with Spain right now. Uh, the Classica, Bayern Munich smashed Dortmund 4-2 on Saturday. So in the last nine games of the Classica, right? Bayern against Dortmund. Bayern have outscored Dortmund 35-7. They have absolutely smashed them. You see these scores like 4-1, 4-0, 5-2. 3-0, 3-1. It's crazy. For whatever reason, but B- Dortmund, a really good team, and we're in first place, of course. Don't forget entering this this weekend. Against Bayern, it's kind of their, it's their bogey team, and I guess Bayern are most teams' bogey team in, in Germany. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was a bit disappointing, let's be honest, but still impressive under Tuchel, of course. Fonzie with a start, we should mention, under his new manager. Playing more of a left-back role. Not as advanced, perhaps, as he was for Canada. But, uh, hey, we'll see how he adapts to uh, to Thomas Tuchel. Milan beat Napoli today as well, the late one. Yeah, they pumped them, didn't they? Uh, let's have a look at the final score it was, because it's quite late this I afternoon. I know, it was up like 4-0 or something. Uh, yeah, 4-0. 
Yeah. Yeah, there's no Osman for, for Napoli, but regardless, he still conceded four goals. At and home never, as well, wasn't it? It was at, at Napoli. Napoli, yeah, it was. I mean, listen, they're, they're so far ahead in the table, right? I don't think it's too... Uh, where are we here? What's the table looking like right now? Syria table. Yeah, they're miles ahead. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're 16 points up on, on Lazio. Wow. Milan, Milan gets within 20 points now of the top. <laughs> so putting some heat on, on Napoli with that one. Good for them. Yeah. So that's a lot of the weekend action anyway. Um, we're lacking a bit of energy, I, I sense. I, I no, am, I, I, I'm not. I want to know, after all that talk just now about Bundesliga, how, what was the Nagelsmann deal? Why did they fire him? I know, I, I know he he's fell got out with 40 ownership points. and management, I think, is what it was. There's, oh, okay. He, also, I mean, he went on vacation, right, during the break skiing, and they didn't like that. So I think it's just one of those prickly personalities, much like Thomas Tuchel. Because mm. football-wise, I mean, listen, they, they lost three games all season. During the Champions League knockout round, they were, you know, what, one point behind Dortmund when he got fired. Mm-hmm. Having another standout season, but there's obviously something at the top there. I think they're, I think they're a tough club to work for as a manager. I think the, the strength of those managers above him, huge names in German football, right? Mm-hmm. And successful names too. And I think they're probably difficult, Craig, to, uh, to actually answer to. Yeah, a lot of power uh, up above, you know, and a lot of former players and, you know, brilliant former guys involved and put a lot of pressure on them. But it's not the first time we talked about this with the Hankes who won the treble, you know, the league, the cup, and then the Champions League. But they were so desperate to get Pep that they fired him and brought Pep in. And I think Tuchel was, you know, they're, they're something like you say is not right with this guy. And they, they were looking at Tuchel and they, they're looking at other clubs and he's, ready to take a job and that's why they did it so they even if you're winning it's not necessarily enough at Bayern Munich yeah maybe it's a case of getting in now right before the the doors open on the market in the summertime as well I guess the thing that's interesting to me though is that these conversations it's not like it's a quick quick decision right these are like hey six weeks ago or eight weeks ago I'm sick of this Nagelsmann guy Let's uh, let's start talking to Tuchel. So for eight weeks, six weeks, whatever the run-up is, this guy's living on borrowed time, and they're now negotiating with Tuchel while this guy's still winning. That's what I find fiendish or yeah. just, you know, like no good faith in this league yeah. or these, these teams or these clubs. Like, nope. you know, there's no good faith. So how do you, how do you curry loyalty when you can't have good faith? zero loyalty in this game and what's wrong if the man wants to go for a little ski on his day off i know and do a little and do a little slalom it's a, it's a slog this season right take some time off you know race he's, he's the in, gates and yeah it's a matter he's in the champions league he's got the number one team in the in the in the standings you're going to yep. get mad at him for that? I just got Come a vision on. of like Nagelsmann jumping out of his car alongside Andrew Ridgely from the uh, you know last Christmas Wham video, you know, and they're dancing through the snow with George Michael, you know, and they've got those white ski suits and the fluffy boots, having yeah. a great old time, you know, drinking the old, you know, cab sov, eating the lovely food, going for a little ski or snowboard in between with the beautiful ladies. That's what I was envisioning Nagelsmann doing during a ski trip. Poor guy. <laughs> Do you think one day 
Willow will like move upstairs to the footy prime, you know, managerial offices and we'll hire younger, more talented, more motivated um, podcasters. <laughs> and will we be difficult to work with? I'd say we'd be very difficult to work with. Don't you? Be right pricks, wouldn't we? <laughs> yeah. No, you. <laughs> well, you think, you think you'll be the, the wise old voice up there that they feel comfortable talking to and getting some advice from an experienced old podcaster? Would that be your role, Craig? Yeah. yeah Thing is, right. I don't. I don't. I don't think they would. Uh, I don't think they'd interact with you too much. Charms, you're seeing that miserable self of yours up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll just know. want to talk to the ex players anyway. I know. They yeah. would rock, they they would rock right past your door. Gone. <laughs> Well, my door's never open, though, right? I wouldn't have that. Hey, boys. The door's always open, though. I'd be, hey, boys, by the way, my door's always fucking closed. So yeah. don't. Go so next how do we, door to how do, how do we talk to you, Charms? You don't. You don't. No. <laughs> don't bother me. I just come on in each day and close the door and just stare at my computer all day long. Yeah. Mm. Shuffle some papers here and there. I wouldn't even come to the office. I'd be at home if you need me. <laughs> You'd be on virtual <laughs> office, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> One would be the, the cool boss. You know, he's got like a beautiful uh, liquor cabinet in his office. But also the one that gets charged with uh, sexual... Wonger, you can't sit in the office with your thong all day. No. You just can't. You just can't. you got to hands on, Wonger. Hey, kids, listen, whatever... Whatever you do, don't go into Wonga's office. Even if he calls you for an important meeting, don't go in there. He's not wearing underwear or pants under that desk. And what's all the, what's with all the cameras in his office? <laughs> what's the couch doing over there? Just so how how bad do you want this job? So wrong. And why do you, why do you have three Murphy beds on your wall? <laughs> so Wonga's that boss. Jimmy's the absentee boss. I'm the miserable bastard. Craig is the uh, the welcoming old voice, old old head. And uh, what's patch things up? Patch things up. Are you the patch things up guy? Eh. Dubs. Yeah. And JC. Oh. Dubs and JC. What's their role? JC just welcomes people when they come in. Different voices. He's like the Walmart greeter. Yeah. <laughs> Toiletries to your left, <laughs> groceries to your right. Dubs would be just walking around. Oh, Dubs would be what do you mean? Dubs would be the CEO. She'd be the best. She'd run the show. She'd run it all for. But us. She'd be doing like freaking like group yoga sessions, you know, at lunchtime, that kind yeah. of stuff, wouldn't she? she would, you know, I think she would start off where it'd be like, okay, everybody, we're gonna do yoga today at twelve, and then nobody listens. Okay, we're gonna do we're gonna do yoga at twelve, and then she would start screaming, "We're doing fucking yoga at twelve! <laughs> She's gonna love hearing that. Eh? She's scared of her. Yeah. Hey, office lunch today. Got a great selection of vegan favorites, and like, no one shows up. No. Fuck. <laughs> All right. Anyway, anything else you want to get to? Yeah, I think we're. I think we've covered just about everything, haven't we? Well, I think fair. Amount. I'm sure the stuff we haven't covered, but we only oh, have yeah. so much time. There's a lot yeah. going on. We yep. should. Uh, we should mention. We'll talk about uh, the CRTC ruling for Rogers and one soccer, which was quite interesting and probably mm -hmm. would interest our Canadian listeners and 
uh, people who are who want more soccer content in Canada. Um, good those thing. fuckers, those fuckers, fucking suppressing the sport. No, we're coming. They can only hold us back for so long. We are. Coming. You're right there. <laughs> They're fucking stopping it now. Did, didn't you just work for them over the holiday? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, sorry to change the subject completely here. They're not listening to this anyway. Okay. The the growling just reminded me. I watched Cocaine Bear last night. Um, I had no idea what it was. I thought it was serious. I thought it was like a <laughs> like a like a real like you know tear jerker type thing. It, it's not. <laughs> but I'd, I'd recommend it. It was quite amusing. Did you rent it or was it like a? I didn't um, rent it. I didn't pay for it. I watched it. I just watched it. Don't ask you me went how. To blockbusters. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, I went to Bloodbuster Video and rented it. On, on, was it good, on, though? Uh, yeah, it, it, you know what, Jimmy? It's it's it's, it's classic B-movie genre. Ha- have a doob, have some drinks, watch it, laugh about stupid things. It's really funny. I liked it a lot. I think you'd enjoy it. Yeah, mm. yeah, definitely. But yeah, like I said, I, entering, I thought it was a serious thing based on a true story, and I was educated pretty early on that it probably wasn't going to be a serious movie but anyway I'm yeah sorry, did you say cocaine bear yeah cocaine might, bear. Have, yeah. Might, might have been based on a true story it is apparently the the premise was that oh well i don't know the true story basically a bunch of coke fell from a plane or something was jettisoned by some uh fleeing cartel or something and i think that a bear found it and and i don't know more than that as far as the, truth, the, the real story, I don't know, but you can imagine how you could dramatize that, make it into a comedy, and just everything you can imagine is pretty much what happened. Was the bear dealing? Not dealing. Eight balls and what? He no? just couldn't sleep. He he was very, yeah, exactly. Very what, aggressive. She, she was very aggressive and energized. That happened to me one weekend. I was cocaine wonger. <laughs> just fell out of the sky and landed near me and... I didn't know what it was. I thought it was flour. <laughs> that's how Steve Chang was born. Or was that yeah. Leon Wongi? Le- Leonard Wongi. <laughs> Which we'll, we'll get to. We'll, we'll, we'll break down who Leonard Wongi is. Maybe what on Wednesday's show. Oh, fubotv.com slash footy prime. Yeah, exactly. For, for all of your English Premier League. If you want to see a repeat, a replay of Graham Potter's last match as Chelsea manager, fubotv is where you can watch that. And if you want to bet on who the next Chelsea manager will be or next Leicester manager, North Star Bets. Get on there. All right. We're back uh, Wednesday, I guess, right? Yeah. If not before, you never know. You never know. We might surprise you. But anyway, keep on newspapers. Cheers for listening. Bye. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.